You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School, presented by Privy and Printful. Welcome back. I'm super excited for today's guest, Jacob Knowles. But first, I actually wanted to give a shout out to my mom. Mom, I love you if you're listening. Every now and then, I get this incredible like newspaper clipping from the Boston Globe, which she reads daily, and it, it has a little note on it. So she comes by, she drops it in my mail- mailbox. Last week, she shared this incredible story about Jacob, who's here today. He's a fifth-generation fisherman in Maine, and he's built up this massive audience on TikTok and took his traditionally wholesale lobster business and actually started selling direct to customers. So mom, thank you if you're listening. Amazing tip. And Jacob, welcome. I obviously went deep on TikTok this weekend, so there's a lot I want to chat about today with you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited for it. Awesome. So yeah, maybe before we get into it, we'd love to just learn a little bit more about you and and the family business. Yeah. um, So like you said, I'm fifth generation and everything traditionally has been done all wholesale. Um, everything we've done has been wholesale. It's just easier for us to focus on fishing and when we get in, not have to deal with any other retail end. So that's just the way that it way that it's always been. And I learned from my dad. I grew up on his boat going with him, just like he did with his dad. And so it's, it's kind of a generational thing uh, where the education has been passed down. And after, I guess I went with dad, stern man on his boat while I was a kid growing up. And then um, around, I guess it would be 10 or 12, he got me a a little boat, a skiff, we call it. And just to excel my learning a little bit and just jump into the next step, uh, he still went with me up until uh, I think around 16, I guess, was when I started going on my own with another guy with me. But between 10 and 16, either my mom or my dad would go with me. And then around 16, I started on my own and continued to work my way up. And now I fish in a a larger boat now, and I actually fish the same area with my dad. So we're still, in a sense, fishing with each other. We share information and share where we're finding lobsters and stuff. Uh, So it's pretty cool. It's incredible. Really, really amazing. So like, do you consider this work? Uh, Well... I'm pretty lucky where I've never experienced the traditional meaning of work, I guess, because I've kind of grown up in this. So I, I might not have the best opinion on that. I have fun doing it. There are lots of tedious times in it. So yeah, that makes it feel like work. I definitely at 3.30 in the morning when I'm getting up, I feel like I'm going to work. I don't feel like I'm going fishing. Yeah. So I, I like to fish for a hobby for other things. And when I wake up to go fishing for those, I'm excited when I yeah. get up to go. But lobster, I guess it's like anything. Probably you do it long enough and the fun wears off and the repetitions kick in. And it's just a big repetition thing now. So yeah, there's there's times where it's fun for sure. And there's highs and lows, definitely. Yeah. But overall, I wouldn't trade it for anything. That's awesome to hear. Yeah. So tell us, like, how did this whole TikTok thing start? What was the idea there? Well, it was in the beginning, it was more of uh for like comedy and entertainment and just sharing like scenery and what we get to see. And then it's kind of evolved into the educational stuff and it's just kind of evolving as it goes and seeing what works and the educational stuff seems to be a pretty hot topic. And where it started was, uh, I always have posted on Instagram, just the scenery and the entertaining stuff. Um, and I've posted on YouTube as well, but I've never really gone after the educational stuff. And my stern man actually he downloaded TikTok first and I'd, I'd heard of TikTok, but I didn't really know what it was. And 
he was telling me every day while we were working how funny it was and how much he liked it and kept telling me to download it, kept telling me to download it. He's like, you're posting stuff on, on Instagram and YouTube anyway. You should just throw some stuff up on TikTok. I bet it would do good. And that's like, so I downloaded TikTok and just threw some of the same stuff that I'd been doing on there. Just some scenery, main themed stuff, but nothing educational, nothing too, too crazy. And then I put a video of, uh, we pranked our third man. We scared him with an eel. And that video, that was the first one that really blew up and it got a few million views. But when I first started posting on there, like a thousand views, I, if we got a thousand views, we were like, holy, this is crazy. Because YouTube and Instagram right. are pretty, <laughs> we, we never really got a lot of views on there. So we post something on there and a few days later, we'd have a thousand views and we're like, that's nuts. That's crazy. And then that one eel video, I posted it and the next day it had like 300,000 views. And I was like, what is going on? Wow. And then it kept going and going and it ended up making its way to a million eventually. But and then, and then it, we kind of translated into some educational stuff, just stumbled onto like the sustainable side of it. And that stuff really, people really like it. And that's kind of what it's transitioned into. And now the, like you said, you touched on it a little bit, the retail, I'm kind of working that into it as well. Amazing. Amazing. So, you know, and when did, when did you actually start on TikTok? Like when was your first video? September? I think, yeah, it was, it was in the fall last year. Okay. So we're seven months later and I was, I was digging in this weekend. You've got just about 600,000 followers. You've had over 9 million likes. Yeah. It's just insane. And actually what the greatest part of all of this, is, it sounds like you really just started this for a little bit of fun. Oh, that's all side. it was. Yeah, there was no planning involved whatsoever. <laughs> like, there, was, <laughs> there was no no intentions whatsoever of yeah. going viral on there. It was just, just a few people got a few laughs out of it or somebody saw a view that they got to enjoy. That was kind of the plan. Like, didn't have any long-term plan for it. Some of the people listening are going to hate you for that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it's, yeah, no, and I understand where they're coming from. It's just dumb luck. And, and that's kind of, I can relate to where they're coming from, from the fishing world. I will put... 125 percent into fishing right do all my homework do all my research everything everything i can do to make sure that i'm the best and somebody will come up that has no clue what they're doing and come right into the same pond and catch a bigger fish than i could catch you know what yeah. i mean yeah. i guess that, that applies to everything but what i will say is that just like having gone through the account mm -hmm. you're incredibly consistent yeah right and i think like that's for me, doing marketing, a little bit of marketing for the show, at least, I find that's probably the most important equation in mm -hmm. anything. Yeah, you need a little bit of luck. You yep. need to be like talking about something specific. You need to actually be excited about it. Right. But you're not going to get anywhere if you're not consistent. And, and the fact that you like have spent your whole life on the water, you're talking about something super specific and you're consistent with it, mm -hmm. I think makes it all incredibly unique. I don't know that it's all just luck, but I, I hear you. Right. No, I think I think it was executed well accidentally. You know what I mean? I just happened to be, I think I was in, just in the right place at the right time. And I had everything that I needed already. It was just a matter of figuring out that there was a niche on TikTok for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So a couple questions for you, just like diving into the content, right? So you know, it sounds like Monday you're you're off, you're not on the water. So thanks for joining us today. But mm -hmm. most days you are. And and so like, do you try to get a video in a couple times a week? Or is there any like intentionality behind that? Yeah. Well, so back in the fall, and the the fall is our busy season. So we we fish almost every day in the fall. The content was endless because I'm out there every day and, and it's so easy because they're one minute videos. So it's like 
I can get 10 one minute videos in a day. Mm. There's so many things I can get. And some of them might not be great videos, but one out of those 10 will be good. And the other nine will be good for when I'm not on the water. You know what I mean? Right. So I ran into a time after the fall. So the fall was easy. I was posting, I literally would post every single day because they were easy to get. I was fishing every day. And then January, February, March, and April is our off season. And we don't fish a lot. We take a lot of time off. We do fish a little bit. So I ran into a few stretches there that I went like a week or two without posting. I just didn't have any content. The days that I did get out weren't that exciting. There wasn't a lot to see, but I posted as much as I could through the winter, but it was difficult to keep consistent through the winter. I tried my best to do what I could, but now we're starting to get back into the busier season and I can always get one video in a day of something. There'll always be something and a lot of days I'll like we hauled yesterday and I got three videos yesterday. Nice. I posted one of them and I have the other two ready to go. So I'm just kind of trying to evenly space them so I can get through to the next day that I haul and try to keep consistent, as consistent as I can. Yeah. One of the big themes that I've seen is like that you on TikTok at least are, you know, it sounds like some of these are just pure entertainment, but actually most of the ones that I found that really had a lot of hits were about education, leading with help centered around, you know, whether it's lobster or sustainability, is that easy content for you to create? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's easy and it's endless. Like something that I haven't figured out yet is like, how many times can I post the same thing and have it go viral? Cause the, that one video, the one about the egg producing lobster, the female, where we mark them. So we keep them in the water. I'm sure you saw it, but uh, yeah, that video I don't know, periodically every 100,000 followers or something, I'll post it because I have a lot of new followers that maybe missed it or whatever. So I won't post the same video, but I'll just recreate it a little bit different, whatever. And it goes viral every time I post it. And I don't know how many times it can be done. But the last time I did it, it was my biggest video that I have on there. And that was like the third or fourth time that I had done it. So the sustainability seems to definitely be hot and anything educational seems to be really good. And that's awesome. Yeah, I saw that one probably has 9 million views. But yeah. Actually, what you're talking about is is a pretty advanced concept in, in marketing mm-hmm. that not a lot of people do, which is like when you have a great piece of content, educational, entertainment, like whatever, you're kind of repurposing it down the road or for new followers or different like formats. I think that's actually really smart tactic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, and it seems to be, like I said, I don't know how many times it can be repeated, but... right. It doesn't seem to be slowing down yet. And I plan to continue to just keep retouching on it. And it's, I mean, it's easy to reach. I can, I could retouch on it every day of the week. So nice. So when you actually click publish on TikTok, like, do you have any sense of which of these are going to be big? In the beginning, I didn't. It seemed very random. And now I feel like I have an understanding. But I, then again, I will think that one is going to do good. And it just doesn't do much. And then I'll have one surprise me. But for the most part, I think I have a pretty good understanding. I knew that the bird one would do good. And now I've, I've kind of figured out that the educational stuff and anything interesting, any cool facts about fishing or any, I've, I've kind of got a feel for it a little bit, I would say, but definitely no expert. Yeah, nice. Cool. So the other thing I want to touch on, obviously, like historically, you're wholesale, right? So I assume selling to locally in in Maine, whether it's restaurants or markets or whatever. Through this TikTok stuff, I mean, you opened a Shopify store, jacobknowles.com. We'll we'll link out in the show, obviously. You should check it out if you haven't been and you're listening. But you're now selling like bundles of live lobsters 
that you're shipping to people's doors, right? Yep. So you can buy three, you can buy five, you can buy 10, or you can buy 20. Like, how did you decide to start selling direct? It came from all the comments and messages. Like, I would get so many messages from people saying, how can we buy your lobster? How can we buy it? And I was just like, I can't, like, I'm not set up to do that. I can't, I'm a fisherman. I'm not, I'm not a distributor. Right. So I kept getting these messages and I kept turning them away and I kept saying, okay, I'm part of a co-op here and they do have an online store. And if you want to get lobsters, you can get them from them. And they're like, I kept getting these messages and they're like, no, we want your lobsters. You know what I mean? It was like, it was becoming a brand accidentally. And I was like, this is, I probably should pay a little bit more attention to this. So I started doing some research on e-commerce and shipping and I talked with UPS and tried to figure out all the logistics of it, which turned out to be a lot more complicated than I thought it would be. But uh, I got it set up through the winter, which like I said, was my off season. So it worked out good that I got to do it. I started it late last fall, early winter. And before we hit the real slow season, I was able to send out a few shipments and kind of get my toes in the water and feel it out. And then I didn't do it through the winter. I spent the winter doing more research and working on any hiccups that I ran into in the early winter. And then now I just started back up like the beginning of April, which is when I could get more lobsters more consistently. And I just send them out once a week because that's what works the best for me right now. I don't I don't really have anybody working with me. I just do it when I get in from haul. The UPS truck picks them up and throw them on the truck and they head out once a week. Amazing. So, you know, people basically, they find you on TikTok, they ask if they can buy lobsters directly from you, and now you can and you're shipping them. Yeah, yeah. It all stemmed off of the all the demand that I was seeing in the messages. And then I, yeah, I, went, I found Shopify, which I don't know if is the best route, but it's working for me right now. And until... Till I see a reason to to do something different, I'm going to stick with Shopify. That's amazing. So, like, how are you actually shipping a lobster that's alive? Like I said, I'm, I was part of the co-op, so I, yeah. I kind of always saw how they did it. And they're going just styrofoam coolers or insulated boxes, uh, and they get ice packs in the bottom. And wow. they're actually pretty tough as long as they're not too warm. As long as they're kept cool, 24 hours is easy for them to live. Wow. So it's all overnight shipping, obviously. Yeah, it's got to be overnight air, which is kind of brutal because the shipping is more expensive than the lobsters. So they look at the price on the websites and obviously, especially right now, right now is the highest time of the year for lobsters because all the summertime fishermen, they're trying to get them to set their traps and they're trying to, the demand is way over the supply. They're trying to get the fishermen out and fishing and uh, get a little bit of supply. So they drive the price way up right now. So the price is abnormally high this time of year. But the shipping adds to that and the shipping far outweighs the cost of the lobsters. If you look at like the price per pound, it, it's expensive, but I just include the shipping and call it all one price so that there's no confusion. It does give it a little bit of an illusion on being overpriced, but the shipping, like I said, is is pretty brutal. It's incredible. Well, you know, it's just such a good example. And I was super excited to chat with you about the power of building an audience, you know, and, yeah. and this idea of leading with help and and like my advertising is so like from a store standpoint, from a retail standpoint, my advertising is so easy and it's cheap. Well, it's free. Right. And it's super effective. Amazing. Any tips or advice for someone who like thinks they, you know, have expertise in an area, but, you know, might be a little bit shy on camera? I don't have a ton of experience behind the camera. The one tip that I got that seemed to be pretty interesting and serve useful was, uh, when you're talking to the camera, pretend you're talking to your grandparents. 
that makes it a little easier to talk like yourself because it's, it's hard to talk to a camera and be yourself. You know what I mean? It seems like you're yeah. somebody else when you're talking to a camera. So I guess that was one piece of advice that kind of stuck to me. Good, 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 good. All right. Well, Jacob, this was amazing. Thanks for taking time to, to come chat with us today. And, and we'll link out to Jacob's Shopify. Definitely check out his lobsters or at least follow him on TikTok for some amazing videos. Thanks so much, Jacob. 